0: Coming up next is this month's special series, Focus on Men's Health, on ReachMD XM157.
1: Effective pain management depends upon determining what type of pain a patient is experiencing. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Judith A. Pace, Dr. Pace is the director of the Cancer Pain Program in the Division of Hematology-Oncology at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine in Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Pace, welcome back to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you. Is it true that to effectively treat pain, we must know the type of pain a patient is experiencing?
0: Optimally. It's helpful to know whether the patient has visceral pain, which is pain arising from the abdomen, somatic pain, which is pain coming from the muscles or bones, or neuropathic pain, which is pain that arises from nerves.
1: Let's start with somatic pain. More specifically, what does a patient feel if they have this type of pain?
0: Well, this is Kind of pain that you and I feel if we've gone to the gym and we haven't worked out for a while. This is typically described as aching or throbbing kind of pain and we've all experienced this.
1: What causes this type of pain?
0: So some examples might include overuse of muscles. Certainly it could be a motor vehicle accident where the person has a broken bone, so bony type pain. Or in my population of patients, people who have cancer, this kind of pain could come from a bone metastasis.
1: How do you treat somatic pain?
0: Somatic pain is best treated with non-opioids. These would include drugs like acetaminophen, which is also called Tylenol, or medicines that are called non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, or NSAIDs. These include drugs like ibuprofen or aspirin, Some of these medicines are available over-the-counter, and many of them require prescription.
1: If a bone mets is particularly acute in terms of the pain, do you combine it with an opioid, the NSAID with an opioid?
0: Sure. So with initial sort of mild pain, we would start with one of these non-opioids. If the pain became more moderate or was very severe, we would add an opioid, And opioids are drugs like morphine or oxycodone or hydromorphone. Furthermore, if this came from a cancer like a bone metastasis, we can also use radiation therapy, which can be very useful in the uh, management of pain associated with these bone metastases. In fact, I've seen patients who have had complete resolution of their pain and they no longer need their non-opioids or their opioids after radiation treatment.
1: When would you do use the radiation treatment?
0: Radiation treatment would be used for tumors that are known to respond to radiation, bone metastases that come from breast cancer or prostate cancer, for example, we know to be highly responsive to the effects of radiation therapy. This is where people would be seen by a radiation oncologist who could make the determination regarding whether radiation is appropriate and, if so, how it will be administered.
1: What does a patient feel if they have visceral pain?
0: Visceral pain, unfortunately, most of us have also felt if we've ever eaten something that didn't agree with us, or if we um, had a, a very bad gastrointestinal type problem. So visceral pain is felt usually as cramping, squeezing kind of pain. And unfortunately, it can be so severe that it can lead to feelings of nausea or um, feelings of being even lightheaded as we might experience when we've had gastroenteritis.
1: What are some other causes of visceral pain?
0: Sure. The most common causes of visceral pain would be temporary and just acute, eating something that didn't agree with us. But unfortunately, there are some individuals who have chronic pain conditions inflammatory bowel syndrome being one, where they will have intermittent periods of this abdominal cramping and bloating, which can be quite painful. Other examples include colorectal cancers that can lead to severe visceral pain, as well as gynecologic cancers, such as cervical cancer or ovarian cancer.
1: How do you treat visceral pain?
0: That's a tricky question because it really depends upon the cause of the underlying visceral pain. In people with cancer, clearly the cancer chemotherapy and, if appropriate, radiation therapy and other therapies that are targeted to shrink the tumor would be helpful. At the same time, we would use medicines like the opioids to assist There might be other medicines that could be helpful if the person has a slow-moving bowel, for example, to help continue to keep um, the bowels moving. And there are a host of medicines that we use uh, to help facilitate that movement.
1: What does a patient feel if they have the third type of pain, neuropathic?
0: Neuropathic pain is one of the most complicated pains to treat. This pain is associated with some very abnormal sensations. Patients will describe tingling, burning, electrical, even painful numbness types of sensations. So, for example, if you've ever hit your funny bone, you get that horrible shock-like feeling that goes up your arm. Imagine having that sensation 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Another example that most of us have experienced is if we fall asleep on our arm and we wake up in the middle of the night and our, our arm feels heavy and kind of numb, and yet the blood flow starts to return and the sensation starts to return and you start to feel this sort of tingly, electrical kind of feeling, that's what folks who have neuropathic pain Feel all the time.
1: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinicians Roundtable on ReachMD XM one hundred and fifty seven, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host. And joining me is Dr. Judith A. Pace, director of the Cancer Pain Program in the Division of Hematology Oncology at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine in Chicago, Illinois, discussing pain management. Dr. Pace, what causes neuropathic pain?
0: Typically, we believe that neuropathic pain originates from some sort of damage to the nerves that carry pain sensation. Unfortunately, that process is quite complicated and it extends even into the spinal cord and eventually into the brain where we see permanent changes as a result of the neuropathic pain. And so even though the original insult may be gone, Now the individual continues to have chronic pain. An example of that is the person who has phantom limb sensation. After amputation, either because of diabetes or maybe because of some trauma, we're certainly seeing this quite a bit in our veterans from the Iraq War, there is a sensation that we sometimes call phantom limb pain where people no longer have that extremity, and yet they can feel significant discomfort where their leg or their arm formerly was. So clearly this illustrates that the changes may begin out in the periphery, but eventually there are significant and permanent changes in the central nervous system.
1: How do you treat neuropathic pain?
0: So the treatment of neuropathic pain focuses on several classes of medications, as well as non-medication-type therapy. Some of the medications that we use are actually drugs that were approved for other purposes, but along the way, we learned that they can relieve neuropathic pain. These include anti-seizure medicines. Gabapentin and pregabalin, also known as Neurontin and Lyrica, respectively, are two very commonly used anti-seizure medicines that have been shown to be effective in certain types of nerve pain or neuropathic pain. We also use antidepressant medications, and these medicines have been shown to be effective with nerve pain. Additionally, we'll sometimes use local anesthetics. These are drugs like lidocaine related to the kinds of medicines the dentist might use prior to doing a procedure. And in some cases, we might use corticosteroids. In addition, with more moderate to severe neuropathic pain, we would use the opioids. Finally, we use non-opioid therapies when appropriate. So for example, the person who has nerve pain from diabetes might benefit from some progressive desensitization to help reduce the sensitivity of their foot to the walking that can cause pain.
1: Tell us more about the phantom limb pain and its treatment.
0: So phantom limb pain has been documented for over 100 years. And this occurs after amputation or surgical manipulation. It's been shown to occur in the extremities, and that's where we typically think of this in the individual who has had a leg or an arm amputated. But it can also occur after the removal of a breast, for example, after mastectomy. This has been recorded in the literature. We don't completely understand the underlying causes of neuropathic pain. But we do have a sense that when people have very good intraoperative anesthesia and pain management, both during the surgery as well as in the immediate postoperative period, we can reduce the intensity and the negative aspects of phantom limb sensations so that the patient may initially after surgery feel their foot in the prior location, but it's not as painful as it might be if they didn't get good analgesia. And what we find is that that sensation will more rapidly diminish over time so that they aren't plagued with long-term neuropathic sensations, which can be quite troubling. There's also some amazing work that's being done looking at training the brain to sort of rewire the brain so that these phantom sensations can dissipate more rapidly.
1: Describe some adjuvant therapies.
0: So, the adjuvant therapies are the local anesthetics, the anti seizure medicines, the antidepressant type medicines steroids, and others that we use specifically for the neuropathic pain sensations.
1: Dr. Pace, thank you so much for joining us to discuss pain management.
0: My pleasure.
1: I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD library. Thank you for listening.
0: Listen all month as ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals, presents a special series focus on men's health.